Hi, it's Greg and Fiona Scott here again, and welcome to Live a Laptop Lifestyle, and in this episode, it is Wire Your Mind for Success. Now, as Zig Ziglar said, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. And another quote, Napoleon Hill this time, he said, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. And we know you're probably thinking when you read the title of this podcast that it's going to be about fluffy nonsense that doesn't really apply to you, or you might be inclined to skip it altogether. And that's exactly what we would have thought when we were starting out. We didn't even appreciate we even needed a different way of thinking to be entrepreneurs. In fact, we didn't even believe that we had a mindset at all, which is a bit weird. Um, so please listen carefully to this podcast and why it's going to become very evident as we move on. So looking back, we realise that society teaches us to get good grades in the school and then to get a good job and to work hard in that job. Almost forever and ever and you'll live happily ever after. And it's kind of what the majority of us are conditioned to do throughout our lives. That's how we were brought up and that's how our parents were brought up too. And my parents, they encouraged me to get a trade. I can't think of anything worse than me being a tradesman. But whether it was just to be a plumber, an electrician or join the fire service like my dad, that's what they, they encouraged us to do. And my sites were conditioned to be a secretary or an administrative assistant, you know, um, some nice little safe girly type role. <laughs> so for us... Um, it's just what everyone around us did, you know, in our family and in our peer group. And nobody ever, ever, ever questioned it. So just to recap, society conditions us to fit in. So the reason why you don't want to be the only one of your friends or family to make a break for it is because you will then stand out. But we've already agreed that you were born to stand out. Now, we didn't realise that. All we knew was we had to get a job to earn a living. We didn't even know that such a thing as an alternative income model existed. However, we do know that now, and this sort of aha moment happened for us when someone suggested that we read Robert Kiyosaki's famous book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which we ordered on Amazon, and then we really devoured that book and savoured every word of it. And we strongly recommend that you get this book and read it more than once. We've read it about three times. But until then, all we ask is that you need, just need to trust us with this for a minute. There's an alternative income model for you too. So let's ask you this. If you want to produce a different set of financial results... Does it make sense that you probably need to use different strategies than you do at the present? But it's not just the strategies that need to be different, is it? Because haven't you considered different strategies before? So what's the difference that really makes the difference? Why do some people take information and use it to change their lives for the better? And yet some people get this information and they don't do anything. Well, it all boils down to psychology or mindset. You can have one psychology now that produces the results that you are getting right now. But it's a completely different psychology that's required if you want to take your income to the next level or to strike out and build an online business. How you think, your behaviour and the decisions that you make will determine the quality 
of your life. So would you agree that you'd be in a very different place today if you'd made different decisions in the past? Absolutely, I know I would be. <laughs> so let's consider this scenario. Let's just say right now that your income is 50000 per annum. But imagine that tomorrow you have to go and do the exact same thing as you've been doing all week, but for half as much money. Not bloody likely. So now you have to do the same job for 25 grand and not 50. You wouldn't be particularly happy about it, would you? I know I'm, I wouldn't. And, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> and you'd be motivated to change something to get back to the standard that you'd been earning, get back to the 50,000. Why? Why is that? What's the real reason? Isn't it because you know that you're worth 50,000? Because it's a standard that you've set for yourself? But that's also why you only earn 50 grand per annum. That's your standard. So if you want to earn 1 million per annum or quadruple your current income or whatever, you can't do that with a standard that's labelled 50 grand. It won't work. Your standard has to be raised. And that's where upgrading your mindset comes in. So we were privileged enough to experience Anthony Robbins at the National Achievers Congress in London in July, going back to 2011 now. And he reinforced to us that 80% of your success comes from what's in your head. That's your psychology, capacity, mindset, resilience, hunger and passion. And 20% of your success comes from taking action. It's not intelligence, it's not education, but it's action. And this means not getting comfortable in life. That's the bad news. Taking action isn't comfortable. So taking a, a leaf out of Anthony Robbins' book, we'll set out our five steps to success to help cl clarify this mindset success for you or the success mindset. So there's five different parts to this. So the first one is faith. Then we've got foresight, focus. Then one of the key ones, fearless action and then freedom. So let's step through the five steps, starting at the foundation point, which is faith. So step number one in our five steps to success is all about believing in yourself. Nobody else, just you. All you need to do is polish up that sparkling diamond that you are underneath. And don't settle for less when you deserve more. Now, a great story that's told in one of the world's most famous motivational movies, The Secrets, and don't groan, it's a, it's a valid point. Um, and it made a lot of sense to us regarding self-belief, which will help you on your journey of discovery too. So just imagine that you have to drive a car all the way from California to New York, right across America, in a honking, great big bright pink winged Cadillac. Can I just, wear my Elvis suit? Just picture it, yeah. <laughs> so this honking great big car. However, imagine further that you're in the dark with only your headlights to show you the way. And if you can't drive a car, then imagine um, that you have to cycle in the dark with only a light to lead you the way. And if you can't ride a bike, then you're going to have to walk. <laughs> 
Now, you haven't traveled that road before, so you don't know what the signposts will be like, where the potholes are, or how many bends there will be on the road. You don't even know how long it will take you to get there and what tools you will need on the way. All you know for certain is that you absolutely have to make that journey and you simply must get to New York, no, no matter whatever the weather, whatever it takes. All you have to do is focus and follow the beam of headlights, which is merely that pool of light just five meters ahead of you on the road in front. Don't worry about what you can't see or what you don't know. You just have to make the journey. So in that scenario, do you think you could follow the beam of headlights just one step at a time or one mile at a time on a journey of discovery? Because that is literally what we've done and we know that you can too. So let's consider three examples of common misperceptions and these are also known as limiting beliefs. And these are really, really important things. If you know what your limiting beliefs are, then you're halfway on the road to success anyway. So the first one is called baby elephant conditioning. And back in 2002, we were really, really fortunate to be invited to a wedding in Sri Lanka. And we love Asian weddings as they're so vibrant and colorful. And the family was so encompassing and welcoming. But on the way to the wedding, we saw a mammoth working elephant. So that's a big elephant, not actually a mammoth. (laughs) (laughs) And it was hauling logs onto a lorry and it had a simple chain around its foot to avoid it walking away. And it was really quite obvious to us that such a huge thing as an elephant that could just pick up logs like they were matchsticks and break that chain. It could break that chain like a matchstick as well, but yet it didn't. So we have to look back to when the elephant was really little. So this is where the story starts. So a heavy, what they do to them is they attach a heavy metal chain to the baby's hind leg to prevent it wandering away. Then... The tiny little elephant that quickly learns their place in the world, its limitations, and it eventually grows tired of pulling at the chain and stops um, trying to pull it all together. So years later, even a rope tied around the elephant's tree trunk leg, that's enough to hold it. And then the mature elephant has learned that it's not possible to break free, so its world is the length of a chain. And if you think about it, the same goes for humans. So stuff that's impacted our lives as we grow up That causes us to limit our beliefs as to what we think we can do and achieve. So it's just like that hobbled elephant. But the good news is that your fears and doubts are just normal. Just everyone's experiences are different. The chain around you doesn't have to hold you in one place. The good thing about recognizing that it's there holding you back, that's the beginning of your journey to freedom. That's like recognition is the first part of your journey to freedom. And another example of limiting beliefs is what we'll call fleas in a jar. Now this anecdote comes from Zig Ziglar and he's a champion seller, um, transformed to master motivator and he's written 10 best sellers. So this is from his bestseller, See You at the Top. Now, don't try this one at home. But (laughs) if you were to place some fleas in a jar with a lid on it, the fleas will begin to jump and try to escape, but they'd repeatedly keep hitting the inside of the lid. Now, after only about 20 minutes, the fleas will begin to realize that they can't escape and they stop jumping as high as they did at the start to stop smashing their heads on the inside of the lid. 
But once they've accepted that they that escape is futile, the lid can then be removed and the fleas will continue to jump at the same height but never escape the jar. The fleas believe that they can't escape the confines of the jar, so they stop trying. Now, because of their experience, they would never even bother looking up to see that that lid is no longer there. Well, I mean, they are fleas after all. Tiny little but, brains. But it's, it's all about to do with glass ceilings when you relate that example to humans. And then our third example is Roger Bannister's Four Minute Mile. Now, we didn't realise that for many years it was widely believed to be impossible for a human to run a mile. And a mile's 1,609 metres. We've been doing our homework. And it was impossible for a human to run a mile in under four minutes. It was a physical barrier that no runner could break without causing significant damage to their health, like exploding their heart or something. And when Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile on the 6th of May in 1954, it was so significant that it was named by Forbes magazine as one of the greatest athletic achievements. But once, Ban once Bannister crashed through this barrier, 16 other runners also cracked it by the end of 1957. And do you think there was some amazing sub sudden leap in human evolution? No, it was the change in thinking that made the difference. Bannister had shown that breaking this bar barrier was possible. So, in those three examples, can you see the similarities in all of them? And just by extending the idea of beliefs a little bit, do you think that you could also have core beliefs surrounding money and the making of money what do you think about money and what does money mean to you so let's just think about this for a minute some people have a very negative attitude towards money deep down they believe that they don't deserve to have more money and it could be due to their upbringing to negative life experiences or to some other failures that they've had in the past but whatever the reason, they associate money with their previous heartbreak and failure. Now, one thing for sure is money can bring out very strong emotions in people. So think about the pain and frustration associated with the, with the lack of time and money because there's a pain and frustration associated with the belief that you're missing out on the things in life that you deserve. So let's try an exercise. Have a think and see what stock phrases and sayings you can come up with that talk about money. So what do you remember hearing people say when you were growing up? So people like your parents, your teachers, uncles and aunties, friends, your friends, parents. And we're wondering what you came up with. Maybe, maybe you were thinking of things like um, the best things in life are free. Or, money isn't everything. Yeah. Or what about money is the root of all evil? A pretty warped one, that, actually. I, I can't quite understand it. But And another another one, we can't afford it. We, we just heard this one quite a lot. Oh, we got that. I got that heaps when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, what about all money, no time to enjoy it? Look after the pennies and the dollars and pounds will look after themselves. Oh, this is a goodie. Money doesn't grow on trees. That depends which tree you're looking at, doesn't it? <laughs> um, time is money. And one, one really good one, um, which has got a lot of hidden meaning in it, is filthy rich. Yeah. 
or rich people are mean, similar thing. Um, another biggie is you have to work hard to make money. And money doesn't buy you happiness. That's... I'm sure you've heard, you know, of multiple ones of them. So do any of them ring any bells for you? Like, do they sort of um, poke any pain points for you? And do you believe that any of these sayings are true? Because it would be quite normal if you did believe that some of these sayings are true. Because we certainly did when we started out. But now for the good news. Bear with us. Because these sayings are not true. They're not fact. They are simply beliefs. Beliefs that people hold. And the next fact is that beliefs can be easily altered or changed. So change those sayings around in your head and put a positive spin on them and then speak them out loud. So, for example, look after the pennies becomes make a fortune and give the pennies to charity. Or I'm a money magnet. And this one's a favorite one of ours. And it's the name of a folder on each of our computers or making money's easy or making money is everything. So you can say these sayings repeatedly out loud as you start to believe them. And um, I don't have to do it anymore, but when we we're first starting out, I used to say these things in the shower most mornings and also went out running, pounding a nice beat to the words like, I am a money magnet. So start thinking about what you would get if you had true financial independence in your life and juice it up you know, spice it up. How would it affect your health, relationships, pressure and time? Because here's another exercise to do that definitely helps hone your entrepreneurial character. So take a piece of paper and sit down in a really quiet space without any distractions or interruptions and then just brainstorm. So grab some paper, find a quiet space and what we recommend is that you really do this. This is a very, very powerful exercise. And what happens is it triggers a subconscious message to you about money. So what you want to do is you want to brainstorm two lists. First of all, list number one is 100 reasons why you should make money. So that's 100 reasons why you should make money. And the second one is 100 ways how you can make money. So that's two lists, 100 reasons why you should make money, 100 ways how you can make money. And the first list of reasons why you should make money, that should consist of 50 positive reasons of what, what having money would mean or could do for you, and 50 reasons how the lack of money is affecting your life. And we did this exercise independently of each other, and we discovered two main things. First of all, we had a lot of common ways of how we could make money. And secondly, one of us had a lot grander and bigger ideas than the other. And we're not going to say which one of it is, which one of us it was. <laughs> no. but it just goes to prove that everyone's um, unique. So we'd love to know what you discover about yourself by doing this really simple but powerful exercise. And we really, really encourage you to do that. Because, so, because when you do, it will become very obvious to you um, that your beliefs and mindset can limit or expand your world um, and we're sure you'll agree that the way you think is what we're talking about your beliefs how you've been conditioned and the way in which you think can limit or expand your world because beliefs control us because and this is going to sound weird but they control us 
because we think they're true, because they're actually there to protect us and to help us survive. But in all reality, they are not true. And I know that sounds contradictory, but it's just something we believe is true in our head. But in reality, we're, um, we've got a misperception about things because beliefs influence who you do or don't attempt or what you do or don't attempt to achieve in your life. And beliefs determine what you pay attention to, how you react to different situations, and ultimately your attitude. Success and failure begin and end with what your mind believes is possible. And this is actually really huge. Success and failure is all to do with mindset. There's tactics, there's all sorts of amazing ways that you can make money and everything, but the, but it all comes down to your mind and what you believe is possible. That's one of the key things. 99% of success is down to that. So the first thing that you need to do right now is to change how you think about the possibilities around you and the natural talents that you already possess and your worth to live the life that you desire. So would Roger Bannister have ever tried to beat the four minute mile if he'd accepted that it was a physical limitation, that his heart was going to blow up? So just consider that the imaginary perceived barriers that hold you back now, they only exist in your mind. And just a final note on beliefs, there's a book that really bashed down a barrier for us, and it's by Blair Singer. He, I think he used to work with Tony Robbins, didn't he? Uh, or was I think it he did, Robert yeah. Kiyosaki? can't remember. But Blair Singer, it's called Little Voice Mastery. And in that book he says, I'm willing to say to anybody that the only thing that stands between me and what I want is between my right ear and my left ear. And he also said... Inside you, there's a champion and a loser. There's an angel and a devil. There's a hero and a villain. But the question is, which one's going to win today? Yup, we would thoroughly recommend reading Little Voice Mastery by Blair Singer. It's a life-changing book. It's not rah-rah rhetoric either. It's very simple to read. And it's one that will help you deal with your mind. So... Let's go ahead. So that was all about having faith and believing in yourself, which is the first of our five steps to success. And step number two is all about foresight. So money doesn't move to you unless there's a reason for it to do so, because the reason you're not earning the money you desire yet is because there's no reason for the money to move to you yet. So you have to have a big enough dream. It's really essential to have a big dream. So in life, you can only have one of two things. You've either got goals or problems, and you'll need, never have neither of these because a human mind can't live in a vacuum. So in the absence of a goal to focus on, you get problems to focus on instead. So you can see that you either focus on one or the other. So you, you need to have goals and not just any goals. You need to make your goals so big, so compelling and so inspiring that they make your problems seem insignificant by comparison and definitely not the other way around. Now, as alluded to by Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich, um, successful people have a vision of possibility. They use their imagination. 
They create a vision in their mind and they manifest their desires. And to quote Albert Einstein again. Smart guy, Albert Einstein, wasn't he? (laughs) Yeah. So um, Einstein says, amongst many other things, logic will get you from A to B. Imagination will take you everywhere. And manifestation is a process of thinking about what you want, but making it happen is a relatively slow process. So it doesn't happen overnight. You want it to, but it doesn't. So what happens is you change your mind and all that happens is your mind gets confused about what you really want. So you need to use your imagination which is, after all, the best nation in the world. And Einstein also said, imagination is more important than knowledge. So there was once a time when you used your imagination all the time, and that was when you were a kid, just when you were were little. Now, I used the um, cardboard carton from a new fridge as a play mansion, um, filled with expensive modern appliances and lush thick carpets on the floor, but it was just a cardboard box. And I can remember that I used to play tractors by shuffling around in the kitchen, standing on the long, the the end of a long bath towel. How I ever got tractor out of that, I've got no idea. <laughs> Maybe it's because I don't have any imagination anymore, but it's certainly a tractor when I was a kid. So just cast your mind back to the, the scenarios you imagined when you were little. Um, you also use your imagination when you're reading a novel. So you read black characters on a white page. That's all they are. But you see pictures in your head. You hear sounds rustling from the page. And you have emotional feelings as you read the book. So you've got, you know, like a tense moment, a thrilling moment, a sensual moment. It's, it feels real in that moment. But it's just your imagination that creates all that. So that's how powerful it is. Yeah, your imagination is your brilliant ability to make something out of nothing and you just need to apply your existing capacity to imagine and align that with your goals so you need to advertise in your own mind create your own unique blockbuster movie trailer or better still create your own movie because If you don't learn how to advertise in your own mind, um, and this is what you want in the world, your goals, your desires, if you don't advertise in your own mind, someone else is going to get in there and do it for you. So you need to imagine, picture, visualize, smell, and feel your success. What do you look like? What do you touch? What's the expression on your face and how does it feel inside? And what's your big why? That's the key thing. Why will you be a success? What result do you want? What do you want that, that outcome for so badly? Think about what you want with crystal clear clarity. You need to be very specific as your mind can't work with ambiguity. So for example, I'll replace my existing income by my next birthday, which is mine's in October so you say the actual date so that I can afford to take the kids to Disney Disney World during the school holidays so imagine yourself having achieved this and feeling fantastic about it and there's many ways that you can reinforce your goals and visions so let's just talk a bit about goal setting or ways of reinforcing them now goal setting is 
having a clear plan. That's pretty much what it is. You've got a desired outcome and you have a clear plan. Because without a clear plan or strategy or methodology, it's more difficult to achieve success. Now, we know from experience that it's easy to drift along. But if you make a conscious decision to change your life, you're going to live one that's full of passion and enjoyment. So definitely write down your goals in specific detail that is clear and concise. As with any business, you need to have a business plan. So consider this to be the business plan of your success, of your life. The simple fact of writing down goals reinforces to yourself that you're serious about those goals. So the writing part is very important. And don't write something totally unrealistic because that's going to have a negative impact on your mindset. Stretching that goal, though, is a great idea. So write down the goals you want to achieve this week, this month, and this year. And finally, the granddaddy of personal development, Brian Tracy, he's got three Ps of goal setting. So the first P is present, which means write your goals in the present tense. For example, I am a writer, and I learn a new task and implement it immediately. And I receive 100 new leads each week. And I have $10,000 in the bank. And a second P is personal. So write goals that are personal to you and not your family because they're your goals after all. They've got to be about you. And they've got to be goals that you can realistically achieve with the right resources. And the third of Brian Tracy's three P's of goal setting is positive be positive because our unconscious minds don't recognize the negative. So you need to write your goals in positive language like I have $10,000 in the bank or rather than I want to get out of debt because if you focus on getting out of debt, all of your unconscious mind knows is that debt. So that's what it will focus on, getting more debt rather than getting more money. So do you see the difference? It's very important that you must write your goals in positive language. So that's the, the end of part one of this podcast. So now make sure you go ahead and sit down, write out your list of a 100 reasons why you should make money and how you can make money. We can't emphasize how important that exercise is. And it's going to be really enlightening for you as well. It's, you're, just, you're just going to be astounded by how much um, you've actually got in your head and what sort of ideas that you can come up with. And then we'll see you in part two of Why You're Mind for Success, where we're going to talk about more of the methods for reinforcing your goals. And the remaining three steps of our five steps to success.